Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Fable and Folly Network supports creators of exceptional audio stories, including the one you're listening to right now. If you love our shows, we want to hear from you. Complete our listener survey at fableandfolly.com survey. This will help us learn more about you, what you like, what you'd like to hear more of, and how we can maintain an inclusive, safe atmosphere. As a thank you for your participation, we have extras and behind-the-scenes content from your favorite shows. Fans make the network what it is. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. Find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com survey today. Welcome back to the grim darkness of the 41st millennium. I am Inquisitor Caveat Ventus, Keeper of the Inquisition's Black Library, and this is my report on the Valentine Heresy, an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40,000's Dark Heresy RPG. This report features Game Master Tom McGee, Ryan LaPlante as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, Laura Elizabeth as Lyric, and Tyler Hewitt as Alto. My report shows that the Inquisitorial Band were ambushed by a pack of Yontos. Valentine continued to establish his skill with the chainsword, while Alto kept the tram going and Lyric struggled to bring her auto pistol to bear. Can the band survive as the tram crashes down into the jungle? Find out in this episode of the Valentine Heresy. From the personal log of Administratum Philos Tremaine, from two days before his death. Well, it would seem my dream is coming to an end. They have dispatched Arbites to come here and try and shut down my park, my beautiful park. You know, the first attraction I ever built was a flea circus. And all the kids from all the Imperial families would come by and say, Oh, Mommy, look at the fleas, look at the fleas. But of course, there were no fleas. At this place, I wanted to show them something they could see and touch. But I admit it, I I recognize some of the mistakes that have brought the wrath of the Imperium down upon me, of course. Uh, The Xenos, beautiful, fascinating, and useful as they are here, are considered a plague to be wiped out. And granted, I can see that the hybrid experimentation was, was probably not well taken in the halls of the Imperium. But I wanted something real. Spared no expense. You are falling through the sky in a tram full of pterodactyls. <laughs> just a, just another manic Monday in the Imperium. Um, so All the right. Is- we tie their legs 
to the sides of the tram and they just fly us to where we want to go, right? Yeah, yes, the up philosophy. From one side, Lyric is saying that. And from the other side, Alta's just like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so here's what you need to do. You need to take either two cats and just strap them to either side or two pieces of buttered toast, which will create just an infinite vibe of not being able to land anywhere but the buttered side. Um, so the good news is that the, um, the cables are providing uh, a bit of a... Um, a bit of resistance as you fall. It's not like a straight drop. It is swinging. Um, uh, it's going to fucking hurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it will. Uh, incidentally, um, Alto's uh, speeding up of the tram has actually assisted you somewhat because it means the um, tram's gears are still spinning on the cable. So rather than being tossed loose, um, it's kind of continuing to, like it's not making progress, but at least it's not sliding off the end, which would be well, far, far worse. That's something. Um, what do you all do? Hang on, I gotta get this John Hammond speech out of the way so I can bring up my notes again. Um, <laughs> what is, uh, what do you do? <laughs> God help I mean, me. Do you brace? Like what, what are, what are you attempting say. to do, um, to kind of make this hurt the least? I, I don't, no, ragdoll. Everyone ragdoll. <laughs> 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 I, All right, sure. So, uh, um, I'm screaming, her yelling ragdoll, and I think uh, Valentine would be uh, singing just a hymn to the Emperor about uh, survival and importance, uh, which would sound vaguely like Gilbert and Sullivan. Uh, and he would just take a seat on like the seats on a bus, like they always tell you to do, where you just like bend over and like protect your head. And he's just praying through music. His refractor field is still active. Like he's done everything okay. he can, and now it's up to the emperor. So he's ducking uh, and covering. Yeah, um, if I can jump like to Alto and basically like kind of tackle him to try to like protect him. Yeah, he's no longer up on like yeah. Billet got knocked over as this all fell. It's not like he's still riding yeah. around, although that yeah. would be very funny. Um, as but, funny as it is for me to just be yelling ragdoll, I, I would actually go for Alto. Um, yeah, to yeah, try to like, yeah, protect him somehow. I don't um, know. Okay, so what I need from you then, please, um, Alto, I'm going to say I don't need this from you because I think Lyric has decided to take the hit for you. Um, please go ahead and roll um, a survival check. Oh, fuck. Which is, again, like, I feel like no amount of... I, I know technically survival is like, you're in the elements, but... This is one of those instances where I just truly feel like no amount of athletic ability is going to save you from this. It's more... Really? You no know, coordination? Um, okay, Gosh, well... I thinking about it. No, because if it was just you, yes. But you are currently holding Alto trying to protect him. So you can't exactly... I let go of all... No, I just... <laughs> I mean, hey... All right. no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, because uh, then this. Yeah, okay, cunning, sorry. I'm just cunning. Feels asshole. like the instant reaction version of intelligence. So yeah, I, I think it makes yeah. sense. Plus, it's like you know finding the right place to to hide and like strap yourself in and, and do all those things rather than just being like I'll just tr like <laughs> yeah. do that thing I always imagine if like an elevator happened where I'm like, but what if I jump at exactly the right time and I just ignore physics physics entirely? Um, then I'd be safe and cool. Uh, cool. So go ahead and roll me those, please. Uh, difficulty of five. Oh, no. Come on. Yes, but don't worry. You have all those story points that you didn't already use up. Wait a minute. You did use them all up. They're all mine. I could make them red, but I'm not because I'm a nice guy. 
Mm-hmm. And he can complicate the result without needing to mess with the dice. Mm-hmm. Right, I'm just making sure there's... This is why we all agree add. when he suggests what skills to use. <laughs> yeah. Someone asks you if you're a god, you say yes. If you're an inquisitor, you say kind of. <laughs> uh, well, I represent... Uh, yeah. Look, it's complicated. It's a, it's a Holy Spirit thing. Uh, yeah. I speak with his authority, which makes it kind of complicated, but the ecclesiarchy really hates it when I say I'm him. <laughs> also, my I'm chair not you because I am me. Please don't let me die, my lord. <laughs> <laughs> which I would fully believe as a medieval hymn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think he learned some in the Scala Progenium, and other ones he just started writing himself. Like he'll riff a hymn because uh, he he would have believed because they get, everybody in Scala Progenium are raised by like abbots and like pretty religious figures on top of like combat versions of them. So I feel like somebody probably threw out something that I was told as like a young Catholic. Uh, which was that like every time you sing, that's a way of celebrating the God Emperor, or in my case, I guess Jesus. But uh, like that, I think would be his thing. So like even just singing a prayer makes it more holy somehow in his mind. Do you think um, coming up with these hymns was something you and Eugene did? Oh, 110% yes. Okay. Right. I bet Eugene started it and it felt mildly blasphemous originally in that way that it would feel like cheating. And then they probably got thought they were going to get in trouble and they like the one cool abbot like gave him a thumbs up about it and was like yeah sing the prayers if it makes it more fun that's cool like there's so always he's like one he's like the, the cool youth pastor who goes to yeah. the kegger who's like well hey no i'm just gonna have one because i gotta drive but it's backwards in the chair yeah, yeah he's always he got was, your back come on kids and riff with me about the god emperor do you know what <laughs> I, I i agree but the youth pastor in this case let's say was a member of the adeptus sororitas so it was just a battle sister who was like every song's a good song just like coming in she would have been cool to all the recruits. Okay. That's I like that. So maybe she was uh she wasn't like a regular like figure. She was kind of like that that like cool badass who just came through every so often. Um Yeah, she came through to talk about our warp virginity. I mean, this is mostly just uh <laughs> this is mostly just fun flavor at this point, but I feel like it's the kind of thing that like Eugene overheard her doing and was like, Holy shit, you can do this. Uh and then she later got wind and was like, Okay, listen, guys. You may have heard me singing earlier. I gotta let you know what that's about. Um, don't tell anyone. I'll get in shit. Eh, but, you know, sing away. Um, cool. So you uh, remembering um, your your training begin to sing. Um, also singing a different song. It's the song of scared people. Screams. Um, so... Now, when Tom, sorry. Uh, when we were on the ground, we had... Uh, to boost added to survival checks. That Is was that... only against the elements. That was just the elements? Okay. Yep. Unfortunately, because they were... I would actually say if you were in, like, really, like, padded parkas or something, you might actually have a bit more uh, impact help, but unfortunately, those were, were tech garments. Uh, plus, yours has been shredded from claws. Yeah, fair. Okay. Are, are we rolling? Is this rolling? Let's roll. Uh, Tyler, you and I can just... Whoa! Sorry. People don't have to roll dice. Laura, what did you roll? Uh, three successes, four threats. Pretty good. Cool. So All things roll. considered. And it was weird, weird roll. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Dr. Valentine? Oh, I had to roll survival? Yeah, cool. I'll just do that right now. You said, sorry, what was the difficulty? Uh, 
Five. Five? Cool. Uh, with my refractor field, would that do anything? Because it's designed to protect things. It adds two to my range yeah, and remember. melee defense. I'm going to say in this case, I'll give you one boost dice for it. Um, it's not really built for this at all. Yeah. Um, but in the way that, like, weirdly, if you were wearing armor, it might not really protect you, but it would just, like, keep all your vital organs where they should be. Yep. Like, it'll at least, you know, medieval armor will at least keep you in the shape of a person. Everything <laughs> inside might get crushed, but, like, you'll still be in a, a roughly... Cool. One success, one threat for Valentine. So a total of five threat? Between yes. the two of you? And Man. how many successes? Love that threshold number. Num, 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 num. Laura, how many successes did you have? I had three. Okay, so yeah, four success, five threat total. Cool. Um, all right, so um, Alto. Yellow? Yeah, uh, no, no, never mind. Uh, sorry. No worries. <laughs> um, good chat. Um, <laughs> Alto, uh, you are going to take uh, five wounds. Um, you can uh, add your soak, though. How about defense? I can't remember how that works. Uh, defense is just about complicating an attack roll. Unfortunately, oh, okay. this is an environmental hit. Okay. <clears throat> no matter how good you are at dodging swords, it will not help you dodge a jungle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, Lyric and um, Valentine. Um, I'm going to say, Valentine, with your amount of successes, uh, you will take eight. Um, Lyric, with your amount of successes, uh, you'll take six. Okay. So that's including, so I subtract my soak from that, right? Yeah, please. Okay. <clears throat> God, I'm not And uh, well. Ryan, I'll say you can up your soak by one for the refractor field, because this would weirdly, it's not, it, I think in terms of you bouncing around, like flailing around like a ragdoll, it would actually eat some of that. Um, cool. just because it would treat like jagged shit as I just keep yeah, thinking in Dune terms so it's like you know jagged shit would be like uh, well yeah the difference between an orc club and the corner of a couch is really just about how hard it's swinging yep <laughs> who swings better clubs nobody <laughs> uh, a joke for the city of Toronto um, I was say a fun local <laughs> commercial listen, joke Barry people know that joke yeah. Aha! We went so into traditional baby. The two hours of the GTA. That joke's perfect. Ah, Barry Kingston too, man. Uh, is a place <laughs> as well as an excellent show. Just, just for you guys to know, is an excellent yeah. show. Yeah, we're just like very quietly transitioning into like a show about local culture. Like uh, <laughs> that's what they always say. Go to the grim dark world of Warhammer Forty Thousand. It's just like Southern Ontario. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, yes, the uh, you know the 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 tech priest lurks uh, in the shadows, drags himself forward, and says, "Did you know that this is the celebration of that raccoon who died during the Pan Am Games, and we gave him a funeral in Toronto?" Yeah. Ooh, you know the deep cut lore stuff. It's real Gav Thorpe level <laughs> shit. In this this gondola ride turned into a real ride on like the Dufferin bus, oh, if you know. <laughs> was it hashtag dead raccoon to? Yeah, yeah, Conrad yeah. the dead raccoon. Yeah. Uh, oh, in any man. case, uh, back in the jungle. Um, <laughs> welcome to the jungle. Uh, we have neither fun nor games, just hurt. Um, so there is um, kind of a, a tremendous crash as as the uh, 
um, the trolley kind of like smashes through a bunch of trees, ricochets off them, and then finally kind of um, screeches to a halt. Um, there's one of those weird moments where there was so much motion and so much disorienting bullshit going on that the, the fact of kind of like sudden silence is uh, almost equally unnerving. Um, and uh, yeah, looking around... Um, Hmm. Are the beasts dead? So the two that crashed into the the trolley are absolutely dead. Um, and uh, again, these are these creatures aren't like that hardy, uh, particularly when they're dragged out of the sky. Um, looking around, um, hmm, I'm trying to figure out the best way to do this because I'm not going to roll for all of the the people. Maybe I'll just roll one dice for each of them, and we'll determine based on that. So let's see what happened to your team. Hello and well met. This is Sister Olianmina. I am recording this communique to humbly ask for your assistance. You need only to go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice for monthly tithes of merely $5, which I am told is an old Terran currency, You'll receive, besides, of course, the blessings of the Emperor, which are priceless, you can also get exclusive weekly video communications, keeping you up to date on the inner workings of those behind the scenes who help keep the Inquisition's engines running, so to speak. Join us now at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That is spelled D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Ave Imperator, and may you always walk in the light of the Emperor. <laughs> well, fuck me. All right, so um, Phalox Deathblower uh, wrapped himself in uh, the first murdered and eviscerated um, Iontos. Uh, so he bursts forth from it, um, and then he sees the other two dead ones, and he says, mm. and he shoots a dart into each of them. He's like, killed them. I truly am the greatest hunter. Um, the uh, sort of like vaguely Arbites, um, Horatio Vagata, um, crawls out from under a bench, um, looking just like pretty fucking bruised. Um, but he had sort of the same idea as the Inquisitor, just slightly worse, uh, as is his way. Um, so he gets up and like, uh, you, you think his arm is pretty, pretty fucked, but like he, he manages to kind of like sling it into his like mess of Hawaiian shirts and armor. Um, and, uh, kind of like quickly pulls out his, uh, his sort of like short bell shotgun. Um, and, and kind of looks around to the rest of you. Um, Horatio, or sorry, um, uh, Heinrich, um, is, uh, clearly dazed. Um, he was tossed around like a rag doll. Um, he seems to be kind of on his last legs. Um, and, uh, Lyric, as you kind of approach him, he just looks up and like, like basically low fives you, um, which is really strange until you look down and you see how much blood is on your hands. And he just points and he says, I told you I saw blood on your hands. Um, and then he shrugs and says, admittedly, Heinrich thought it was more of a murder blood. This is somehow worse. And then he just coughs up a bunch of blood and passes out. 
Um, Shit. The, Where's uh, Dr. Cleaver? Uh, the doctor, um, uh, her leg has been destroyed um, in the, the crash. Um, so she's in the process of um, basically just like hacking off um, the bottom part of her metallic leg. Um, and it's clearly like a quite emotional moment for her, but given that she tends to express most of her emotion in rage, it really is just like, get this fucking garbage off of me so I can get back to work. Um, uh, Billick, unfortunately, um, went through the window and he's gone. That decision has been made for right. us. Bye, bye Billick. <laughs> So I was going to take him with us. I was going to say, you should update your dossier, Laura, to new detail. Fell screaming from the sky, dot, 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 possibly not as useful. (laughs) All right, Lyra, can you bring Heinrich over to the doctor, please? Uh, And then Valentine will go over and he'll use his chainsaw to just like help get through that metal leg to free the doctor up to look after Heinrich. Okay, great. Um, so with the two of you, it's easy enough. I mean, admittedly, again, it's destroyed. So it's it's really just a matter of, like, cutting away garbage. Yeah. Um, and uh, she she kind of just nods to you, Valentine, and says, um, you know, they always say doctors make the worst patients, but um, thank you. I fucking hate this. Um, and then she just crawls over to Heinrich um, and uh, starts tending to him. Um, you can see from the look of concern on her face that there's uh, squishy parts where there were not squishy parts before. Um, so though he is alive, he is uh, he is not in, in good shape. Um, you can hear, I think, Alto, given that you're not immediately in danger and you also kind of took the least hit. Uh, also given kind of how badly your stealth attempt went er- uh, earlier on this planet, um, you can actually hear the sounds of wildlife um, in that classic kind of jungle buzz. Um, <laughs> granted, it is um, again like like cold and snowy down here, so it's it's doesn't have that sort of same. It's not the the same kind of cacophony you would hear in like really dense jungle, but there is enough that you can hear sort of a, a lot of things. Um, can you please roll me a cool check? This is. Uh, Presence and the cool score. Hmm. Okay. At what difficulty? Or just uh, straight cool? Difficulty three, please. Okay. Uh, and you know what? Have you rolled yet? I have. Okay. Never mind then. Okay. I was going to give you guys a story point, but <laughs> no, they're mine. Sorry. I will <laughs> I will wait next also time. No, no, no. It's all good. You're doing the right thing. Uh, that's one threat is the, the <laughs> net. Okay. Um, <laughs> you just yell, who is it? <laughs> just still screaming. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think you, you see all this, um, but then also you, you see Lyric like stalking over to Phallix, uh, Deathblower. Um, and I think you see how, how injured uh, she is. Laura, how much of that damage did you actually end up taking? Uh, four of that. Four. So I'm at nine. Okay, Damage. so like she's because I was up. at five to start. Yeah. But I think it it is like you've since you've had the revelation that lyric is killable. Um, things have changed kind of drastically for you, and the fact that you know she's already in this rough shape again. Um, how do you think he feels about her sheltering him uh, in the crash? Uh, that's pretty standard um, protocol, I think. 
Um, he always feels guilty about it though. That's why when she's out bounty hunting, he's at home a lot of the time and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, it's, it's a familiar place position to be in, but it still feels like just as crummy to be like, I, this is my fault again. Totally fair. Okay, cool. Um, Valentine, what do you think you're doing? Um, um, you've helped uh, the doctor um, uh, sort of amputate her um, cybernetic leg. Uh, I think he'd be taking out his aspects to see if he could find anything in the local area. And can he figure out where the spaceport is from here? Yeah. So you you, t- you sort of meet back up with Vagata, who's basically on Overwatch at this point, just kind of with his shotgun, kind of just tracking. There's nothing to track, but like doing the like, sweeping uh the the jungle kind of piece um you do note that um he does look like he has very few shells um this is clearly a legacy weapon that has been very um carefully kept and very carefully meted out um so he only seems to have four shells um including whatever's in the uh, the chamber of of uh, the shotgun right now um but yeah, you uh, you approach him, um, and uh, he kind of like looking around. He's like, "I, I, the spaceport. It's it's that way." And he points. And he just says, "I, uh, I, I made sure to to track where it was going to be when we, when we crashed, Lord Inquisitor. I wanted to make sure that we, um, we were still able to serve the Emperor if we survived." You have impressed me a great deal with this, Horatio. I believe you are a true servant of his imperial majesty, and it is a pleasure to stand alongside you. I mean, what a great day. Look at this. The clouds are skyy. We were attacked by monsters, and we almost died and lost our mechanic. I mean, what a great challenge he's laid out for us. I mean, the gifts just don't stop giving. Do the emperor! All right, so how long will it take us to get to the spaceport, and do you think people could do it either with a stretcher or with only one leg? Um, it will likely take a couple hours on foot, Um the odds of, uh, yeah, a, a stretcher would be fine um, as long as enough people are carrying it. It does look like, particularly with kind of how well people like uh, Deathblower and Lyric came through, you've got kind of the the hardier people to be able to carry um, um, Heinrich. Uh, everyone else looks like they'll likely be able to walk. Um, the doctor will need someone to, to kind of like help her, but, um, you know, her, given that she still has one leg, she and that it wasn't an organic leg that was destroyed. Um, it's not like she took a tremendous amount of wounds. It's just a tremendous like emotional blow and inconvenience to her, um, sort of creating a disability that she'd previously overcome with her tech. Um, but no, it's it's entirely manageable. Um, that said, you do get a ping on your auspex. All right, what, uh, what what am I seeing? That would get his immediate attention, and he would abandon all other strategic <laughs> thoughts to figure out what the fuck's happening. Okay, so um, you make your way um, a little ways away from the tram. Not very far, like not enough that it's like a stupid, like, that's a scary noise, I'll go investigate. Um, and Horatio is, is still kind of like limping along behind you um, with the shotgun um, up. Uh, and weirdly... Um, kind of like uh, half grown into a tree, a fairly small tree, but half grown into a tree, um, you actually find a very primitive, very damaged, um, early, early, early auspex. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, can I pull it out? 
Um, no, it looks like the tree uh, has kind of grown around it. Um, but um, Horatio mm-hmm. comes up beside you and sort of says, uh, "Oh, um, that that's been missing from from the armor we recovered for some time. This we must be near the the, the site of the the Arbiter's final battle with the Administratum." Interesting. Um, Horatio, I'll hold this position. Go back and collect Alto for me and bring him. Uh, Lyric as well. Tell Phallic to watch over the Doctor and Heinrich. Um, so yeah, so he, he does that. He waves you guys over. Friends, we seem to have uncovered the location of the Arbiter's final stand. Alto, can you get anything from this Auspex here? It might be able to give us more of a location. I know you have the ability to, shall we say... Plug into things. Uh, yeah, I, I can try. And I'll walk over to this tree. I'll probably try to pull it out as well. Be like, oh, they, it's stuck, huh? Hence the plug in, my friend. Hmm. Uh, and I'll uh, I'll try to try to jack in if I can. Or is that um, is that not possible the way it's stuck in the tree? Oh, it it, it is. I mean, this okay. thing is 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 like ma- like mangled, but it it isn't like. You know, it, it very much is like if if you left a bike and a tree just kind of grew around it, there's there's enough oh, okay. that you can kind of like jimmy a okay. connection. Plus, you have the tools to kind of like pry up a little corner and yep, and if you need That's to. That's true. Um, so um, you manage to um, uh, sort of access it, even though it is running on like a, a well-depleted um, piece of tech. But incidentally, it's, you know... Whatever it is, it was a hardy, hardy piece of tech. Um, uh, I think we'll say that it's it's got some degree of um, kind of like if you found um, like one of those like hard, hard, hardcore batteries that just literally runs at low level for as long as it physically can. Mm-hmm. So you're not able now that you're jacked into it and, and feeding it power, um, you're able to kind of ask, access some of the systems. Um, basic functions come back online. Um, as uh, as well as um, an audio log um, that you're able to recover um, that plays uh, in that way we joked about earlier with the Ave Maria thing out of like a tinny broken ass speaker. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you hear the long dead voice of the original um, arbitrator who came to the planet. Um, and um, he just says, uh, well, this is... Uh, Rather more embarrassing than I'd intended, but um, it would seem that uh, the the grow their administrators a, b- a bit more tough down here. Um, he's wounded me rather badly, uh, but I did manage to chase him off, uh, so he he shouldn't be of any more threat to to the garden. Uh, I do believe I'm dying, which is probably for the best, given what they would do to me if they learned I failed. But he is, he is too much for me. I think I'll leave this here and head back. No one needs to know what happened here. As far as they're concerned, I killed the fucker. <laughs> we'll go with that. If you find this, um, you should probably run. And Horatio is like, well, this—I uh, mean, this doesn't make any sense. He killed the administratum. That's that's how that went. 
And then uh, you just look over to Valentine and he points to Eugene and he's like, did you get that? Uh, and Eugene's head, just like one eye blinks green. And he's like, all right, we're going to need that for later. Uh, Horatio um, didn't kill him. And Horatio is again, just like flabbergasted. Um, and that's when both of the auspices begin to ping uh, at the same rate in that classic, horrible alien coming down the fucking vent system. Um, but there's a problem uh, because the dot that it's showing on the sweep is too large for any of the creatures you've seen so far. Um, and that's when you hear a horrific booming roar that if you just focus hard enough, almost seems to sound like spared no expense. And that's when you see the trees begin to move as the administratum comes for the trespassers. This episode of the Valentine Heresy features Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine. Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter as Alto. Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter as Lyric. And our Game Master Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra and the Valentine Heresy's artwork was created by Del Borovic at delborovic.com. D-E-L-B-O-R-O-V-I-C. Our theme song is The Hordes by Megan McDuffie, and our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar. J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Ave Imperator, a death to all the heretics. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, DM Rob, Christopher Little, Olin Anderson, Sue One, Devin Boyce, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Anthony Griffin, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash Dum Dum Dice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Cam Kander? Yeah, that was a strange thing. A prolific creator who disappeared suddenly in 2020. Eccentric, weird, inscrutable. Cam Kander was like a 21st century Howard Hughes. Nothing is known. Cam Kander, man, woman, non-binary person, no idea. Cam Kander, an enigma, a cipher, a mystery. Was Kander a genius or insane? Is there a difference? And one day, Cam Kander vanished into thin air. Off the map, off the radar, like Amelia Earhart. From me, BK Will, in conjunction with Trojan Cat Media, a division of Corp. Leave me alone. I don't have anything to say about Cam Kander. Comes a shocking six-part documentary series. 
Cam Candle is a Rorschach test. It's a MacGuffin stuffed inside a red herring, shoved down a rabbit hole that leads to a blind alley. Cam Cantor is out there, waiting to make their glorious return. Like a cult leader? No, like a messiah. Discover Who is Cam Cander, a new investigative podcast coming Wednesday, September 1st, wherever you listen to podcasts.